if you've been on the fence as to whether or not you're a people pleaser or a God pleaser, then this episode is going to really help you make that distinction for sure. People pleasing can fly under the radio radar kind of like as a Christian woman because we have this desire to serve and to love and to host and to give and to nurture and all the things. But sometimes we are in conflict between what it means to serve other people with sincere, generous love and actually seeking validation or approval from other people. So this can be a kryptonite topic for me. Like I've spent the past few years working on it. So this topic is near and dear to my heart. So we're going to cover identifying some covert people pleasing thoughts and behaviors. And I'm going to share with you two exercises that I use every day to strengthen my self worth and grow in my confidence in Jesus. So yes, this is going to be a packed episode, but it is going to be so super helpful. Let's get into it. Welcome to Generate Joy, a podcast for women ready to discover their unique God-given purpose and step into a life of freedom, focus, and fulfillment. Hi, I'm Amy Davis, certified CBT life coach and Christian mentor. Every week, I'm bringing you biblical strategies and tactical practicals for spiritual growth, mindset mastery, and more. I want to help you get inspired, unstuck, boost your confidence, and start building a life you love. I want to help you stay faithful to God and learn how to generate the type of joy that's contagious. I know you're going to be encouraged by this episode, so let's get into it. Okay, before we get started today, I want to bring you up to date on a few things. I'm now officially off Instagram. Yes, woohoo! It's March 1st and I'm officially off Instagram. It's been taking up just too much time and it's not really connecting me to the women that I know are looking for this encouragement. So I've paused on the Instagram and I'm going to focus on building quality content, quality episodes. And also focus on my Christian life coaching practice. These episodes here on the podcast, the topics and the things that I talk about flow out of my coaching practice and how to grow in our identity in Christ, how to discover our God-given purpose, how to grow a healthy, confident mindset and develop new habits as women of God. So if you want to keep up with all things that I offer, the podcast Generate Joy, which you can follow or subscribe and you can sign up for the weekly encouragement boost email that I send out on Mondays. I'll also send out little em- updates and things like that on the podcast as it's growing and as you you are staying in the know of things that are happening with me. So if you want to sign up, just go down to the show notes and click over to the link provided and sign up. Okay, now let's talk about people pleasing. Look, I get it. It is not the funnest topic of all the things in the world, but it is so important to talk about these habits of thinking because the way we are perceiving the way other people think about us and how we're trying to gain other people's approval to validate our self-worth is like such a big deal. I want 
to talk about it. So something that I have struggled with even in the past couple of weeks is people pleasing. And I get it. Like it is tough to like overcome, but it's so good when we can recognize it because it gives us opportunity to take that thought captive, trust and turn it over to the Lord and trust him for how he's wanting to use that to make us more like Jesus and really gives us an opportunity to look a little deeper and think, whoa, what is making me want that person's approval? Why am I really doing this. So if you are like me and you're just like, yes, I'm a people pleaser. I own it. I'm trying to work through it. I do not want to be like this anymore. And I'm daily committing to doing better in this area. Then you're going to enjoy this episode. If you are someone who's maybe a closet people pleaser and you haven't fully like embraced the fact that this is something that you struggle with and you're not really sure if you fit this category, I'm going to give you three questions to ask yourself to see if you're a people people pleaser and give you some suggestions on how to navigate through that and how to turn to Jesus when we have these tendencies to fall back and want other people's approval of us. So let me ask you, number one, do you have a hard time saying no to people? And maybe not all the time, and maybe not to everyone, but there are some people that when they ask you to help out or last minute volunteer you or last minute um, needing your help or whatever, like you just have a hard time saying no. And this can be a big telltale sign that you have a closet people-pleasing tendency because, you know, saying no can sometimes feel just so uncomfortable and awkward. One example that comes to mind when I think about telling someone no actually came out this week. Now, just to give you a little bit of backstory, a couple of years ago, I volunteered to just start making food for our youth group on Wednesday night because the youth pastor was doing everything, you guys can imagine. So he's making all the food and he's prepping the game and he's getting the message ready and everything. And I noticed like the food was kind of like not his main priority. And I was like, hey, I can take this off of your plate. I homeschool all day. We can throw some crock pot stuff together and, you know, I can ask a couple friends, we got this. I can take this off of his plate so he's able to focus on, you know, ministering to the kids or whatnot. So I take that on a friend of mine and I, and we do that for months. Well, then summer comes and we take a break from it because they didn't really do the feeding the students before Wednesday night service. And basically when the fall came back around, you know, I was like, let's get this back up and running. You know, we can totally do this. But at that time, I put all of my kids in school. So I had even more time because I wasn't homeschooling. Well, turns out two of, or yeah, two of my kids wanted to run cross country. Well, all of their cross country meets were on Wednesdays. So it began to really stress me out to get all of the crock pot stuff together, brought over to the church, put it in the, you know, all of the things. And it was just getting more and more and more like stressful. It wasn't an easy thing to do anymore. And I really thought through it. I was like, well, 
you know, this is something that I can do. I just need to stick it out and just, you know, make it work. And so a friend of mine, we would kind of like work together, but her son also ran cross country. So we were kind of like, oh, they had to put the cross country, you know, meets on the Wednesday when we do this or whatever. But it came down to actually at Christmas time, I was like, you know what, this isn't something that I think I can sustain doing. And I need to kind of restructure this. What if we made a calendar and we invited, you know, some other ladies from the church and we kind of get to theme nights or whatever. We worked it out. It was perfect. Well, over that was like last year. So like over the past couple of months, my name has still been on like the calendar as like a backup person to like help out if need be. Or um, I get the, you know, the text threads where we can all see the calendar and all that. But I'm not really involved and I haven't really done that for quite some time. Since my daughter has gone through a lot of her health setbacks, I've really just been so thankful that that's something that I've just taken off of my plate because it's not something that I have to do. Well, this week... For some reason, my name came up to cook for the youth group. And this is like really random to me. It was not on my schedule. I wasn't really notified or whatever. And he texted me. He was like, hey, are you still on to do the meal for tonight? And immediately, I just like got basically like hot flash, you know, just like nervous, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to say no. I feel so bad. What have I done? Like, I don't want him to be upset or put him into in a bad position. I mean, there's like four or five hours until youth group. I know I could probably run to Walmart, do this or that, but I have to pick the kids up. And I'm like going through this whole thing in my mind, right? Trying to figure out how I can make this work, even though my name hasn't been on the actual list for months and I'm not prepared to do it. And there's just not really a neat, like there's just no way for me to do that today. And so it really was tough for me to respond and say, Hey, I, there's no way I can do this. I just can't do it. And it was so awkward to do, and I felt so uncomfortable, and everything was fine, and they were like, no problem, we'll take care of it. And it was totally fine, but I still had that, oh, I don't want them to be mad at me. Oh, I don't want it to be awkward. Uh, I don't want to say no. And I was literally trying to figure out every way in the world to figure, to get a meal together for like 60 kids on a Wednesday night in like two hours, right? Because by the time I got off work and all the things. So that was something even this week I had to talk myself through and be like, hey, it is okay that you can't do this today. Saying no is not a sin, right? I am not saying no to the person. I'm saying no to the you know, time frame. I'm just saying, no, it's just not going to work out. So sometimes learning how to say no or not right now is like way more healthy than trying to scrape things together, be stressed out, run everyone around, get so frustrated and mad, you know. So that was a good example just to share about saying no. The second question I want to ask you is, do you say I'm sorry a lot? 
This is another big telltale sign that you have people-pleasing tendencies. And this is a big deal because, number one, we assume or imagine that the request or the question or the opinion that we're about to give is going to be an inconvenience to someone else without even giving them an opportunity to respond in their own way. It's, it's, it's in a way for us to like control something that we can't really control. But in a way, it's like if we say, I'm sorry, then at least we're able to have some say in what their response is going to be. I don't know. So we do this kind of like to protect ourselves from feeling so awkward or embarrassed or angry. You know, we kind of use it as like a soft pillow that we're throwing down before we knock somebody over. Sometimes we do this to protect ourselves from feeling awkward or embarrassed, like, or whatever, so that we can avoid conflict and kind of at least stay liked by somebody or stay what we would imagine is to be liked or, or just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Neutral with someone, right? So let me explain. Have you ever been shopping with your friend and needed to go to the restroom? So you let your friend know that you've got to go to the bathroom by saying something like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, but I need to go to the bathroom. You know, it's like, what are you apologizing for that you, your body is now ready to go you know, relieve itself. Like how, like people pleasers pre-reject themselves first to ensure that they don't get hurt later. It's like our way of, of staying in control. Um, people pleasers can use a lot of assumptions and imagination to create something that just to justify the fear of being rejected. And so one might say, if I reject myself first, then your rejection of me of my thoughts or my feelings, they're not going to hurt as bad. So that's not really healthy, right? So when, when we apologize or use that word, I'm sorry, over and over and over, we're essentially apologizing for interrupting someone else or inconveniencing someone else. But most of the conflicts or differences of opinions that we have are just not that big of a deal, right? Everyone has to go use the bathroom Everybody has to like sometimes take care of their own needs before someone else's and that shouldn't be so off-putting to us. So drop the I'm sorry and instead say something like, I need to find a restroom or I need to go use the restroom now instead of it being such a inconvenience to someone else. And the last question is, do you tend to to not be honest with people at the expense of keeping the peace like are you afraid of conflict really like sometimes we don't share our true honest opinions because we're afraid of sharing our true selves we wear a mask and essentially lie about who we are and what we really truly think because we're afraid that our thoughts or our opinions are going to be in conflict with someone else's. And that is a textbook symptom of people pleasing. What is the worst thing that could happen if somebody disagrees with you? Honestly, I mean, you might feel weird or awkward. It might be uncomfortable, but it's just an emotion. It, it's just an emotion and it will pass. The, this is just not sustainable. At some point in your life, you are going to disagree with someone, 
we're all different. And that doesn't mean that your opinion isn't valid or worth sharing, even if somebody has a different opinion. Because what if I need correction on a thought? What if I'm not thinking biblically? What if I'm thinking the wrong way? biblically according to scripture right but I'm not being honest about it then one I'm not allowing other people to speak into my life and two it can just get really unhealthy or flip that around you know like what if that true thought that you're thinking could actually encourage and spur someone on someone else on in their walk with Jesus right we're not going to be able to just agree with everyone all of the time and it's okay to feel a little bit awkward or uncomfortable or bristle somebody's emotions in disagreeing with them so we need to work on those emotions not to avoid them but to kind of process through them so pause side note a little food for thought right here the tendency to assume What other people might think, feel, or expect in general, or of you specifically, it limits the openness that you have with that other person to work through disagreements and grow closer through the conflict. It it keeps you hidden and not really known. And it's, it's also not loving because it assumes that You already know what someone else thinks or feels without giving them the space to to speak about it or to express themselves in regards to that topic. So conflict can create closeness and it allows our true thoughts of one another to be shared, right, in honesty and knowing what someone actually truly feels or thinks about something, it can help you deepen your relationship with them because then you really truly know what it is that they're thinking or feeling or expecting of you. So sure, conflict, it's not fun. I I hate conflict. It does not feel good to be in conflict with somebody. But when we're able to work through conflict with patience and love and given the benefit of the doubt, right? And not just to avoid it or stiff arm it or go around it just to keep the peace, then our relationships are going to be deeper because we'll know each other better. So, all right, back into the people pleasing questions, right? To review, here are the three things that you can ask yourself to see if you are a covert people pleasing person. If you use a phrase like, I'm sorry, like all the time. If you avoid using the word no because you don't want to be in conflict with someone or if you hide your true thoughts and feelings just to avoid conflict. So let me tell you this last story and I'm going to close out. But this past week, uh, we decided we were going to get some pizza and my husband had worked all day and he was like, I'll go pick up the pizza if you call it in. So I call our favorite pizza place and I put in our usual order and he drives 20 miles to get it because it, our pizza place is like in the next town up and it's like 20 miles. My daughter Alani rode with him and they dropped the kids off at youth group and then they went on to get the pizza for me and Spence and Alani. And then um, when they got there, he called and said, Amy, they did not get your pizza order and they're going to close in like 10 minutes and I was like oh no I was like ask him if they put it under this name instead and he's like no they do not have 
um, our order, did you use the Papa's Pizza to go in Murphy? And I was like, oh, you know what? No, I didn't. I did the Papa's Pizza to go in Robbinsville. That's what it said on my phone when I looked back. And he was just like, okay. And I just immediately was just like, it's okay. You know, and I thought I can call and just explain to, you know, the Papa's Pizza to go in Robbinsville what had happened. Like, it's going to be fine. Like, don't in my, I'm having this conversation with myself. I'm like, don't make it a big deal. It's just, it's a mistake. It's all you can say. And so my husband was like, okay, I'm going to just drive Alani home. I'll drop her off. And then I'll drive to Robbinsville. Call and see if they're going to be open. And I was like starting to feel this thing well up in my throat of just like awkward, like, uh, I can drive. You know, I'm thinking all these ways to get out of him having to drive all the way home, which would be 20 miles and then 20 miles in the other direction to go get this pizza. And I was like, Oh, you don't have to do that. I'm so sorry. And I started this whole process of the people pleasing thing. And he's like, Amy, it's not a big deal. I'll just go get it. And so he drops Lonnie off. He drives to Robbinsville, gets the pizza and gets back to the house just in time to have to go back and pick the kids up from youth group. And the whole time I'm just coaching myself through, it's okay. Just let it go. You've already apologized. It's just a mistake. Stop. Just stop. And it was really funny when he got home because I did not allow myself to just get spiraling down into like this crying pouty. I feel sorry for myself. I'm so sorry for you having to drive and go the other way. I'm so sorry it was an inconvenience. Like usually it was, it would be in like a whole rest of the night for me. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apologize just let it go. And I did. And it was so awesome. And he was just so great about it. He even stopped and got me a Coke on the way home so that I would have a Coke with it. So it it's really awesome about him and like how awesome it was that he served <laughs> to go get that pizza. I'll sometimes introduce myself to people as being the risk that Spencer manages at home because he's like the risk management like director at the camp where we work at. But there's just always stuff like that, that I could let my mind feel so like inadequate and shame myself or be so embarrassed or just make it like way, way bigger of a deal than what it needs to be. Cause it really is not that big of a deal, but it was a mistake. I made a mistake, a human mistake. And that was that in closing, here are two exercises that I've been doing to strengthen my dependency on God and value the person that God has made me. One, just like I said, I don't use the phrase, I'm sorry, more than once in a conversation. If I mess up, I'll totally take responsibility and apologize, but I don't use the word, I'm sorry, as an excuse for asking a question, stating my question, or asking for help. I just, I don't do that anymore. And then number two, I'm reading Ephesians 1 through 3 regularly. Ephesians is a great place to start learning who we are in Christ. And keeping God's word central to my thinking is paramount for me. Like it is essential for me to build confidence in who I am in Christ. Because out of that confidence, I'm strengthened to serve 
and love other people well. So I get it, right? Changing our thought patterns and and letting things go and changing our habits, like it can be tough and it can be challenging. But whatever your hesitation is, whatever the hangup is or might be, on either if it's people pleasing, you know, getting stuck in a rut, Jesus is bigger. Jesus is capable and he loves you. When we can identify some of these people pleasing thoughts and tendencies to um, want other people to value us, um, it can really shine light on what it is Jesus is wanting to do in our heart. And when we can start making strides and setting new goals and helping ourselves like develop new habits to be confident and value who we are in Christ, then we really are going to be able to step up and stop trying to please everyone else, but to start being the person that God dreamed us up to become. And that is exciting. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to leave me some sort of a star review or comment or something and let me know how you enjoyed this episode. I would be so grateful to hear what you think about it. And I hope you have an awesome rest of the week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Generate Joy. If you know somebody who might benefit and be encouraged by this episode, Go ahead and share the podcast with them. And it really does help other people find Generate Joy if you leave a starred review or a comment. So if you have two seconds, just scroll down to the bottom of wherever you're listening to your podcast right now and leave me a starred review. It would really bless me big to hear what you're thinking about Generate Joy and help the podcast be found by more women who are wanting to grow in their faith. All right, friend, have an awesome rest of your week.